Hey everyone, Scott here from Connectivity. I just want to let you know this week's show is a little different. Um, we didn't record any segments this week. This is actually everything we recorded at PAX East. Uh, that includes a segment recorded in the hotel room after day two with us, uh, Connectivity guys, the Radio Free Nintendo guys, and pretty much everyone else who was with us. And then after that, we have the full recording of our Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air game that we did uh, at PAX East as well. So I'm sorry for any level issues. Um, we, re- we recorded the hotel segment with one mic, and then the Nintendo Air segment was recorded by PAX. So hopefully everything sounds good and um, it's not too annoying. All right, enjoy. See, I come from Boston, and we're going to play this song by Jonathan Richmond. It's about how great New England is. See, it's our favorite place. Now, we didn't ask him for any permission, so hopefully it'll be okay. We all tuned up. Again. Well, I've already been to Paris, I've already been to Rome. But what did I do but miss my home? Well, I went out west to California. But I missed the land where I was born. I can't help it. Dum da dum da dum dum a dum day. New England. Dum da dum da dum 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 day. Planes. It's quite magnificent, but so is Maine. So here we are at the end of the second day of PAX East 2013. I'm Neil Ronahan. I once again, like the one that we recorded last night, there'll probably be some kind of stinger on the PAX episode of Connectivity that will go up like the next week. Um and we've got even more people today. We've got Nate Andrews. I'm over here. He is over there. We've got Scott Thompson. Drinking beer. We got Billy Brown again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jonathan Metz. Jousting. We got Lauren Ronahan. Ow. That's, that, that returns. That was nice. yeah. left I mean, that's your thing. Way. That's your thing. We got Trick Barnett. I, if that name sticks, I guess. Cheap yeah. Trick. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. <laughs> Cheap trick. <laughs> And we got Guillaume Veyat. Say more. We got Dave Egolf. Hello. And Jared Rosenberg in the back. Gooshake. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so um, we're going to... We've got some stories that we're going to tell, and we'll also just talk about like well, what we did at PAX East and cool things that we saw. And I think the thing that we need to start off with is Johann Sebastian Joust, oh which is how we kind of ended the night. But it was fucking worth it. Um, I know, Johnny, you were there the longest. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you just found God or something. Yeah, I feel like, like I took peyote and like went on a vision quest. It really it is back. it is the video game version of Fight Club. Dude, kind that of, was yeah. the craziest thing. That was the most Paxist thing that could ever happen. Explain that for anyone who doesn't know what, what this game is. It's hard to explain without seeing it. Right. But so it makes sense, but yeah, um it's it's a gameplay with move controllers, but you don't actually have to have a PS three, it can be played off a PC. And um it's not even really a video game. It's more like something you would play in gym class in elementary school, but way cooler. <laughs> um, so each person, you can have up to 12. Everyone holds a move controller, and the goal is to, and they're all very motion sensitive. So the object is to hold it 
as still as possible without disturbing it and to disturb other people. So basically what it devolves into is a bunch of people kind of creeping around in a circle, like swatting at each other or kicking at each other, trying to make the other person's controller move abruptly enough to knock them out of the game without without disturbing your own. But what's so brilliant is that the music changes tempo, and when the music's right. fast-paced, that's when you have that's a little bit you more attack, yeah. you have a little bit more leeway with how much you can shake your own remote yes. uh, without like setting it off. So that's when you go in yeah for the attack, and then as soon as the music starts to slow down, you withdraw and yeah. play the defense. Yeah, the great thing is like every person who plays it has their own style, and <laughs> just <kicking>. almost <laughs> almost immediately like these characters emerge. Yeah, yeah. From the there, there was people, blue. People just there, have, there was blue. Yeah. People right. just have the most like this really distinct personal style that makes them really good at it, and they're just like become stars immediately, and it's very physical. But very unpredictable and chaotic, and it's very fast moving. And it was, and there were fifty people in this room, and this was not a sanctioned event. The guy who made the game, well, no, they actually they had a tournament that earlier, that, yeah, but, but it, it kept on. Sure. Well, in this room, it was just free play, and the guy who made the game was over there running it, and uh, had just set it up in this empty room at PAX, and people just started filtering in and playing it, and it was just, you know, it was really like very schoolyard kind of vibe to it um but it was hypnotic and bizarre and i i mean i couldn't take my eyes off of it i yeah. mean I, st- I stood there for like two hours it, it kind of even blew my mind once we switched to the second game type because the first one was you had four teams of three and you each you had a different uh colored you know popsicle or, or lollipop on the end of your move controller that would designate what team you were on and then uh right when we were trying to rig it so that way we had three of us on the same team um, they changed it so there were three teams of four, but this mode called Trader, or no, no, it was three teams of four for the Trader one. Oh, okay. So this mode that's called Trader is that you have four people on a team, but there is one person on each team that is a trader, and the traders are all on the same team. And you find that out by just there's like there is a rumble, um, like right when the game starts that designates that you're the trader. So in this game, it was it was me, Scott, and Jared, and then another random guy on the team. So the match started off, and we're, we're slowly moving around, and Scott was telling me about how, like, he saw me over in slow motion with the other guy on our team going to, like, knock me out. Well, yeah, we, like, spaced out doing the normal kind of thing, like, we're attacking the other team, and I yeah. saw him kind of, like, look at you and then start to, like, make a beeline for you, and I was just like, <laughs> And then I ended up getting, I, getting, I got knocked out, but then I kind of, like, got him out, too. I don't, I don't know if you saw, but like the game before you, one guy in the corner just like as soon as it started, he swooped over. His he did, and that got his whole team. Yeah, all yeah. Out. That, that was that was the same game too. Was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then I saw that, and was just like, oh shit, who's the, who's the, the traitor? The, 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 it's really chaotic at first because you got twelve people and yeah. you just get knocked out really quickly, and it very quickly filters out to the best or the luckiest players, and you get to a smaller group. So the best times were always when it got to one on one. There's two yes. guys left, and they're they're duking it out. And it turns into like Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. Like that fight is what it yep. feels like. People are slinking around. They're messing with each other's heads. They're talking to each other. I saw a guy in a pirate costume, and the other guy stole his hat. And then the pirate pulled his sword out and used it to knock on the other guy's controller. There, there was a, like a, a shoe was thrown. Yes, I saw a guy kick, and his shoe accidentally came off and flew all the way across the room. I don't know if it was an accident. I, I think I'm, it was. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, people, the first time was an accident, but then I saw a couple other people queuing that move up. People started mm-hmm. like tossing. Like rubber balls across the field during the game, which is really just—I mean, it was just insane. Yeah. It was like 
the very definition of emergent gameplay. I think the people who understand it most are the ones who get like the most playful with it, and that's what it brings out. Yeah. Of yes. I mean, just, it is kind of that like it's it's the kind of game that it's, it's as fun as the people that you have around you, and with packs, yeah. you get a lot of fun people. Just watching the body language of people yeah. is unbelievable. There, there was a one really epic fight. Uh, well, for a while, it was uh, two guys from one team and one guy by himself, and that went on for like for at least like a minute, maybe even two. Yeah, and then. He managed to get one of the people on the other team out, and then there was this beautiful, like one one on one human struggle where they would be locked locked in arms, arm in arm, like the beat it video. Yeah, <laughs> really, really, yeah, it's incredible. And and then just see like you know one guy got away from that, and then at the end the, the one guy that was that was one v two he ended up winning, and it was it was so freaking cool. And he became like the crowd favorite. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. like cheering him on. Like, we, we, like, we were gonna leave. We were gonna leave at one point, and we're like, oh no, no, he's gonna be in another game. We gotta stick around. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like, I mean, it would be fun with three or four people, but to have a big crowd like this where people can rotate in and out, and everybody's sort of learning the game constantly as it goes on. And they're quick. I mean, the game's over within like two, three minutes tops. Sure. Except for the, the yeah. rare case where like two people are really like just so deadlocked. Yeah. yeah, it's like if this had existed when I was a kid, and we were like, you know, when when you're a kid and you're in school, you do like these big gymnasium events, and everybody's playing some game where that basically forces you to run around. Like this would have been my favorite game. This would have beaten dodgeball by a thousand times. Do you guys ever have those like? Boards with four wheels on them. Yes. Go to the ground. Uh-oh. I mean, how, you do like every kid every Roller time racers. would run over his finger at some point. Yeah. Every every at the end of gym class, one kid was going to the nurse every single day. <laughs> it was the weird. I mean, you gripped it and you're so low to the yeah. ground. You're just pushing yourself around. And your hands those, are getting caught in there all the time. We would uh, get to play on the hoppity hops, like the yeah. big balls with handles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, where you sit on it and you kind of sure. Yeah, those are awesome. Gym uh, class. I miss high school gym class. Let's talk about gym class. I mean, but like the big parachute thing. Johann Sebastian Jaus. Made me think about all of yeah. these things. It it's, was really, really crazy. It's a really good comparison, though. It's, it's totally yeah. right. I, I mean, that made me think like it'd be great if they could find some way to like sell this to two schools, like to use gym yeah. class and stuff, because yeah. it's yeah. active, but it, it's also something kids are familiar with because it has that sort of digital, like yeah. Yeah. I don't I know, like thinking, new media element to right, it. Right. I started thinking about DDR and the whole DDR craze. But yeah. The problem with DDR and ultimately why I don't think it caught on too mainstream is because you're ultimately still playing against the computer. It's a score attack game, and it's very Japanese, you know, or Korean or whatever. Um, and well, I always played the you know DDR third mix Korea version. That was my that was my jam. I had the best butterfly. But um, but this like is it is very physical and very athletic. But I think it's probably a lot easier to get into, and it's more social than DDR. Very true. I mean, it's very multiplayer. And well, it's so very, little of it is tied to like any actual game. Thing. Right. Yeah. The technology is. You know, very simple. I mean, it's it, basically if you want to know what it's like, what it's like playing. It's almost like you're holding an ice cream cone, and and everyone's holding an ice cream cone with a, a a scoop of ice cream on top, and you don't want yours to fall off, but you're trying to knock <laughs> off everybody else's. Very true. And and like the, you have to play attack and defense at the same time all the time, and that's what makes it. It's amazing. That's beautiful. Obviously, incredible game design. It's not video game design. It's gate. It's like yeah, schoolyard yeah. design. Activity design. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. And that's a part of the, I think, the Sports Friends Kickstarter that, yes. that passed. The, is. What, what is that, hitting this fall? Is that? Yeah, this year, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely like, I, I, I had always heard about it and thought it was, uh, it seemed like a cool idea, but finally seeing it in action like that, mm. 
blew my mind. I'm thinking like, how much does it cost to buy twelve move controllers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drive back. I was like, they should just make a bundle where you get the game and twelve move controllers, two hundred dollars. It's like buying Rock Band. Well, I mean, I mean, really, if everyone in this room bought a move controller, come on, guys, let's do it for next year. Yeah, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just I had seen videos of it online, and I totally didn't get it. Yeah, like right. there was Twitter buzz about it, but yeah. just watching it online, it's like you don't get. It, but you have to play it. Being to get it. in that moment with like forty people just in a circle in this yeah. room, just like Dude. cheering and clapping and like screaming, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> the, the atmosphere and the vibe of that room was what sold it on me more than even just the brilliance of the game. Just seeing how much people were getting into it and. Like seeing your favorite, almost like your favorite characters from a fighting game, like they're finally back in the game. It's yeah. like, oh, that dude! I can't wait to watch yeah. that dude. Or like one dude from one two, game. These yeah, two and, guys are exactly. so like match perfectly. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got these like one dude, one dude from one game, the winner, and then a dude from another game, the winner. And, and they like, see now these are like against each the playground. other. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna fight. Now. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it was amazing. So other than, other than Joust, which closed the night, we had we had a pretty eventful day. Um, there was the RFN panel, which Yay. kicked off the morning. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if Johnny Guillaume and Nate want to talk about that at all and how it went, are you guys happy with the outcome? Totally. Sure. Yes. I'll get donuts. You did get donuts. Yes. Chris Kohler's wife, our <laughs> fiance, brought donuts, which was that was Very really generous. really nice of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris was great. Nate was great. He was sub- subbing for John this year, and uh, I was really super happy with everything about it. Yeah, I wish we'd had five more minutes to get to the last couple questions. Yeah, it sucked because I think there were like two people in there. Yeah, but that's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, I I thought it was great, and I thought Jared's video thing worked really, really well, and I know the people who listen to the podcast version won't get all of that, but that was kind of the point. I mean, I want it to be more interesting for the people who are actually there. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk about that a little bit. Like, what was the genesis of that and what sure. went on? Sure. The genesis of that is that I really like the band Fish, and they have, a, <laughs> I think most of you know that, um, they have a, a lighting guy who has to queue up the lights. So they have a very elaborate, like, Pink Floyd-style light setup. And the guy who runs the lights has to do it in real time because the band improvises <laughs> a very large portion of their shows. So he just hates them. So, <laughs> No, he loves them, and he knows them really well. He's been with them for 30 years. So, um, you know, so he has to improvise just like the band does and keep up with them and understand what's going on. And so I thought, I thought, well, my first thought was, I wish we could just show video of all the games we're talking about during the panel, but our show is improvised so much that you couldn't really make, like, a playlist ahead of time. So I thought, well, what if Jared had two computers with a VGA switcher, and he could play one while (laughs) queuing up the next one and then switch to it? to make it more smooth, and it seemed to work pretty it well. It worked really it well. Yeah. And, I mean, there was it was great, because sometimes we were even a little distracted on the panel, because yeah. everybody in the audience is looking at the screen, laughing about something happening up there, and we and, we, and then we start looking at it, yeah. you know. Um, but I thought it added, like, a great element that we've never Definitely. had before. So and, and I'd never seen anyone really do that before, so I thought, it, this is really novel. Yeah. And it's Visual ch- aids with podcasts? Or with, with to, panels? I never see that. It's usually just... Dudes talking, yeah. like, this is the focus. At most, you might put up a couple of PowerPoint slides or yeah. something, but, like, real-time video queuing, like, yeah. I'd never seen. And I thought, this would be really cool. Let's try it. And Jared was up for it, and it seemed to work really great. So I was I was happy with it. I thought the, the best part, too, was when you guys were talking about, like, obscure games that you think, like, people should play or people don't know about. That was perfect because you're seeing these games yeah, and you yeah, get an idea yeah. of what they look like and, and what they're about. Yes. And that... it. That makes you want to play them rather than just hearing yeah. 
I do talk about a game you don't know anything about. Right. Actually, I kind of might zone out. My but. idea for that topic came from the video thing. We'd already decided to do that, and I thought, what's a great use for this? Showing games that people aren't familiar with, that right. they don't necessarily know what they look like. So, yeah, I was... I was so excited about that, and everybody was really nice, you know, after the panel, people came up and talked to us, and um, it was wonderful. Yeah, and then um, after that, we checked out uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution Director's Cut on oh, yeah. Wii U. Um, as someone who has played a couple hours of it, it looked like it was pretty cool, but uh, Johnny and Scott, you were the guys that saw the most of it, so if you want to talk about that. Scott, why don't, why don't you take the lead on this one? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you talked to the guy there from Square Enix talking about some of the, the differences, um, but just playing the demo, I mean, it's Deus Ex Human Revolution. It, it Supposedly, it's supposed to look better, and granted, I haven't played the you know the, the PS3 version since it came out, so I can't really speak on that, but it ran fine. I mean, it, it's definitely optimized. I mean, there was no issue with porting or anything. It's not like there was frame rate stuttering or anything like that, and... um yeah, I mean, it, it just it, it played fine. They, they've made some sort of changes that I think are sort of detriment. I don't know. It's like detriment of the game. Um, they moved the mini map from the like top right corner to the gamepad screen. So when like enemies are around you and you're trying to like find their location, you're looking down now to see where they are, and then you look up and you're already being shot at, um, which isn't very intuitive. Um, but then there were other changes that I, I kind of appreciate. They've added a full uh, like walkthrough to the game that you can access at any point. So you're not going to GameFAQs now to like find out where this like side mission is or what you need to be doing. You can literally just pull up a walkthrough in the game. I think and, that's uh, and, genius. Yeah, and find where to go. I mean, it's sort of like this like extension of what Nintendo's been doing with like you know when you fail a level five times, then you get like some power up that looks like it. Yeah, exactly. The super but guide. I, this is better to me because my problem with super guide is that it only comes up when you're failing, and it's so of, it makes you feel stupid. Right, and it, it comes plays up. it for you, and, you know. Right, and then it and then it goes too far. Yeah, you know, there's no middle ground. Right. Zelda does a little bit better, but the nice thing about this is it's always there. There's no penalty for using it. Right, and this is a game where everybody uses a fact when they play through this yeah. game. It's it's kind of obtuse in a few places. Um, and, uh, so it's like something that everybody's going to use anyway, and you might as well put it in the game. They've made it interactive. It knows where you are, so it'll pull up the part of the fact that you're at. Which is the coolest, it, yeah. And it's a game that you can play through four different ways, and so there's a drop-down list, and you can choose mm -hmm. the different explanation depending it on your play style. So, damn cool. so you can choose the stealth solution yeah. or the combat solution or whatever. Um, and it, it has a map. It'll show you your current location and then a route to how to get to where you're going and, I, I mean, I think it's awesome. It's, yeah. The guide yeah. was like, it's simple, but it's probably the, just a, such a great idea. Yeah. I've and never I mean, seen it, that it before. It doesn't seem like something that would be like that intensive to implement. So I hope, you know, more people take advantage of that because I think it is a kind of, I mean, not like it's the best use of the gamepad for a game ever, but it's, it's for a game that might be like a multi-platform release, like, I mean, Deus Ex basically is, despite this being the director's cut. Yeah. I mean, just think of that as kind of a bonus for Wii U owners if you can do that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of feature you can really only implement in something like a director's cut, because that game exists, and the strategies to True. play through are very well known. And, right. and also, at this point, if you buy this game two years after it originally came out, you know all those resources are out there anyway, so right. it makes sense they might as well make it easier for you to get to. And then... Um, I thought there were some cool changes to um, to sort of make the game, I don't know, sort of like update the game a little bit and maybe address, I don't know, if like complaints people had or what. Um, 
James Jones has just appeared a while. James, James Jones, Jones has entered the building. Um, holla. Um, first of all, in the original Deus Ex Human Revolution, you have these powers, you can use your augmentations, and they drain your battery supply. And um, you only get, basically, you're, you're, you get one battery that automatically refills every time when it's depleted. Yeah. And you can get more battery slots, but when you deplete them, anything above that first one, uh, you have to use like special items to refill them. But in the Wii U version, rather than just the first one refilling, the second one refills too, which they said they were trying to explain as it gives you more opportunity to sort of mess around with your augmentations and mix and match and not be stuck with kind of just like having to re- rely solely on one or none for the majority of the game and then just using, uh, you know, more than one at a time, like in specific situations. You get to use them more often, which I think is really good. And then they've reworked the boss battles to try to accommodate people who haven't focused on combat. And it focused more like on stealth and interrogation and or stuff. People who focus more on good games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, Johnny, I didn't see a boss battle. You got to see a boss battle. Yeah, did, it, did it seem they weren't letting us play it? But they, they it was it was playable. I mean, just the, the we guy, just didn't get to right, it. The guy who who was uh, demoing it played it for us. Um, did it seem improved at all? It changed. It definitely changed but. drastically. The the boss himself looked a little bit different, but he, he behaved the same way. Um, but basically, they changed the environment totally. So they made it much larger. And this was the first boss, which was uh, probably the most annoying of all. And uh, they made the arena much, much larger. Gave you a lot more options for places to hide. Um, they also gave you some kind of alternate routes. There were some places you could go around him. There was a way to get up to it. The whole second floor was totally new. You could go up there and find stashes of armor. There were computers you could hack to turn on turrets and cameras and defeat him in those ways um so it was you know i don't know that that game should have boss battles at all but if you're going to have them this definitely seemed more consistent with how you play the other parts of the game um so it it looked like a major improvement to me yeah definitely so do you guys feel like feel better about the potential 60 dollar price tag or yeah, is, it, is it going to be for sure $60? It's 50 Is it $50? It's $30 too much. I think 40 for Because they have added a lot of stuff. There's like a supposedly eight-hour audio commentary from the developers. Why? You can listen to while you play the game, which cool. I think is really cool. That's like, a, that's like a PC thing. I like to see that. If you're playing the game for the second time, especially. Yeah. And you can play really nice. entirely on the gamepad. Which is very cool sure. too. Yeah, I, I know that's a big deal for a lot of people. They, supposedly they've been working on this version for like a year now. I don't think they're putting all that work in just to sell it on Wii U. I think yeah. they're definitely going to put certain features of this on other systems. You would think so, yeah. I kind of feel like this should be forty, maybe, because yeah. you can get the original for really less cheap. than twenty. Yeah. Um, I think forty. There is a lot of new content. They seem to be putting a lot of effort yeah. into it. It's still a two-year-old game, yeah. and it's not like they're taking, you know, like a ten-year-old game and giving it an HD makeover, making it look drastically different or anything like that. It's nothing drastic about it. Um, and even then, I mean, you look at like HD remakes; most of them aren't full price either. Yeah. In fact, none of them are. Yeah. I so, mean, even uh, that Spider-Man port that no one asked for on Wii U that, that, <laughs> that, that, that came out of forty dollars. So. Yeah. I, I mean that's like, not great, but it's better than having it be sixty. Yeah, I think I think fifty or sixty is still too much, but yeah. I feel a lot better. I think it's it's much less cynical than I thought when I first heard about it. Um, but largely, it is still the same game. If you've already played it, you know you'd have to be a really big fan to want to play through the whole yeah. game again just to see these new tweaks. 
if you've never played it, I mean, I certainly would recommend it. I'm a big fan of it. I know James is. Yeah. Um, most people who play it will tell you it's a really great game and you should play it. And if you haven't, I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend spending $50 on it when, in good conscience, I know on all the other platforms it's available, you can get it for less than half of that. I wouldn't recommend spending $50 on it when we know it's going to drop in price in about three months. <laughs> Based on the original Deus Ex's pricing model, I bought it for 26 well, months after it came out. That, that pretty much just explains like 90% of video games that come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. I, I mean, you can pretty much break it down this way. If you're just a Wii U owner, you don't own any of the other major console or PC platforms, like, for sure, I think it's worth, I think it's a great game, and it's worth playing it. If that's the only way you can play it, then I think it's definitely yeah. worth it. If you have access to the other consoles, I guess, I, I'd have to mess around with, like, the boss battles and some of the changes a little bit more to say that this is worth the extra investment. Because the boss battles in the original were annoying, but you could get past them. Either there's the only fact like four. Or just, I mean, there's four. Yeah, there's four boss battles in the game. And really, it's not to like the last two that they're even like an issue if you haven't like, I don't know, equipped your augmentations. They're the like a way. 17th of the game's total length. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about splitting hairs here. So I'd have to mess around with some of the new content to, to justify not just getting it cheap on a different platform. But really, yeah. if you're just a Wii U owner... And you're interested at all in, in this game? I, I think it's worth. They're it. definitely doing enough work on it that it's not an automatic no. I right. This it, isn't just a shitty port. I mean, right. it's definitely in the gray zone of it may or may not be worth it to you, depending on X, Y, and Z. Right. So, you know, which it makes it kind of hard to talk about, and it's like, you know, it's hard to recommend because I I would need to know your situation or what you're interested in, but. Um, I was fairly impressed with the ambition of, of this version and what they're doing with it. I will say, I still think the PC version looks better. I mean, I played it on PC about a year ago. Yeah, he tried to tell you the Wii version is better than PC, and there's just no uh, way. Yeah. No way. I do not, not from, believe that person. Not from what I saw, but uh, it may it probably is the best console version. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, and it looked fine, but I don't think it looked as good as my PC. But my PC version, you know, I ran it at higher than 1080p, so... Look at you, Mr. Rocket Scientist. It's a, it's a PC game. I mean, yeah. you have like a cutting edge computer we don't even know about yet. It was yeah. pretty cutting it's edge at the time. So you have like a resolution we haven't even heard about yet, like a yeah. space revolution. Resolution. Yeah, he, he works in rocket science. They have really old computers. Together <laughs> <laughs> on PC monitors, pretty common. Go yeah, on 1080p. I don't know about any of this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, we're, yeah. it, we're it, just it talking English common. majors, just, Scott. Yeah, we don't know nothing. I'm just not here to talk about anything. James is here to troll, as you can no. hear everybody on um, no. Nintendo. <laughs> Patrick, you, you played form the cynics in the audience. It's not a, it's not a Nintendo game at all. But Patrick, um, you got to play a little bit you of mean Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry, Trick. Who <laughs> cheap Trick? You got to play like what? I, I didn't even get to play Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, was it not playable? They did he, not let us play Kingdom Hearts. He he. Sw- and the, the funniest which, part about that demo, with which Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts are we talking about? Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, so what it is is uh, for anyone that gives a shit, I guess. Um, it's a PlayStation 3 HD remake of the first Kingdom Hearts as well as Rechained of Memories. I'm looking to I'm looking to trick to affirm. I, there's also uh, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. 358 over two? That's yeah. in there too? Um, well, it's, it's not in there, but it's like you can watch... It's like it takes all the cutscenes and it kind of extends. I guess yeah. they created more cutscenes. Oh, and so it's like new voices. That's what that game needed. Yeah, well, are they just actively against creating Kingdom Hearts three at this point? Yeah. Like what There's is this deal? I mean, we, we joked. Consumers. I we, we joked with the We joked with the guy. We joked with the guy there about it, and he's just like, "I don't know." And I was just like, "No, Murat doesn't even fucking know when Kingdom Hearts three is happening." It's unbelievable. Um, 
But Kingdom Hearts 1.5, uh, as far as we got to see, that, I mean, the funny part about that is that they showed a really shitty area of the game, which is when you're uh, the Little Mermaid area, where you're under under the sea. Oh, um, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah. Classic. I, I mean, I, I just basically tossed the meatball over the plate. And you <laughs> I mean, wait till we start talking about DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone play DuckTales? Uh, the line is never-ending, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I might try to hit it up before I panel tomorrow. Oh, good. <laughs> so we're going to start. Hey, yeah. Scott, bye. Yeah, I will plan on starting without you tomorrow. Neil, go for the media angle. Yeah, I, well, I actually tried today, and they were like, well, the line's really long. We can't get you in. I'm just like, uh, i got to go, go to the other panel. Because yeah. we tried to hit it up before the RFM panel, but the line was absurd. Yeah, well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 1.5. It, it, it looks really nice, but it is that kind of thing where it's just like, just make Kingdom Hearts 3 already. Well, at least this HD remake they're releasing at $40. So. Yeah, they are releasing at $40. <laughs> well, the, the thing is that the Kingdom Hearts team is working on that Final Fantasy 13 versus something, something, yeah. something. You mean Final Fantasy 15? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Who knows at this point? Point two. So, uh, I guess we haven't heard from some people, like like Nate. We should talk about uh, Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So, me, me, Trick, and Nate went to the arcade. Well, That's a bunch of us went to the arcade room. Yeah. And I was looking around for something open to play that I hadn't really seen before. A lot of the stuff, um, I mean, if you've never been to the, if you've never been to PAX East, if you've never been to the classic arcade room that they have, there's there are wonders in there. But there are repeats from year to year, so it's less of a discovery for me at this point. But I did find this Trivial Pursuit arcade machine that I noticed. Yeah. I noticed from across the room and was just like, what the You noticed from across the room because no one was playing it. <laughs> no, there was, there was this, good the best reason. part about it is that there was this one kid playing this game, like, probably By myself. Like, and you shoved it because he has no friends. <laughs> probably, Out of my way, I'm Neil Ronahan. Probably, of like, like <laughs> Son. anywhere from like 12 to 15, like a pretty young kid, uh, to the point where probably every question in this 80s arcade game version of Trivial Pursuit, he was just like, What, what the fuck is like. You know, the Soviet Union. Like, <laughs> what is Alf? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is a Mr. T? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, so I was just staring at him, and I was waiting for him to finish, because I was like, I need to, I have to play this game. And he ended up leaving halfway through it, so I finished up his game. And the way this game is structured is you can do one to four players, and you can pick from four different characters. <laughs> the names are... Smarticus. Smarticus. Cleofactra. Yeah. Wow. Billy Genius. Yeah, Billy, Billy Genius, Genius, which is like Michael like Michael Jackson. He moonwalks when he moves. That's God help me. And then Baron, <laughs> Baron, Baron Von Wright Offen. <laughs> so you can, pick, you can pick between these four characters. Oh. Baron Von Wright Offen has a very creepy smile whenever you get He's a correct answer. a little bit answer. like Wario. It's yeah, very Wario-esque. Um... And then you, you just have a, a square board that you go through, and there's four pieces of a pie that you can get if you get to the corners. And there are two buttons, so when you have a question, it'll say, you know, like, like who is Alf? And then it will give you an answer, and you have to say incorrect or correct. And you keep on saying incorrect until you get the correct answer, unless you hit incorrect on the correct answer, and then you get it wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, this sounds like negative fun. <laughs> we played like three games. It was awesome. I think we got the most we got was like did we did we ever get two? I, I think, think we, we got, got two. two yeah. I think we got two in the last run. Um but I mean it was really dumb, but I'm I'm very glad I got to experience that. 
Yeah, I didn't even know that existed, but that's yeah. incredible. It was certainly a different arcade experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, it kind of highlights just how giant Trivial Pursuit was in the 80s. Well, and arcade games at the point yeah. where they were just trying anything to see yep. if it would work. So I played an arcade game that I'd never seen before in, in PAX East, and it was called Black Widow. And I think this is my new favorite vector arcade game. Um, my the one last year I liked so much was Quasar. I yes. think yeah, Quasar was really cool. Uh, Quasar, and that wasn't here this year, but Black Widow, very worthy substitute. So it looks kind of like Tempest, uh, except mm-hmm. it's a spider web, and uh, and you control a spider, and it, and it's a twin stick shooter. So you move the spider with one joystick and shoot in like eight different directions with the other one, and all these enemies are swarming over all over the place and. Some uh, when you kill them, they drop uh, dollar signs, but the game calls them grub stakes. <laughs> so you have to collect the grub stakes um, before the other enemies eat them. And then some enemies come and lay eggs, and if they lay an egg, then they'll walk away from it. And you can't shoot the eggs; you have to push them off the stage. Um, and sometimes the the web is different on different stages. Sometimes it has barriers you can only cross in one direction, so you have to like go around to get to different parts. It's very fast paced, but basically. A shooter, but it's a really cool setting, and it's all done in vector graphics, and it looks fantastic. I thought it was really fun to play. I was having a blast with it. Awesome. I'd never heard of it before. It was an Atari game. Weird. Yeah. Um, Nate, anything else from from Pax East? Uh, we played some uh, some Mario Soccer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we played against uh, John Cardarella Pandera Dox. Yeah. On the forums and on Twitter. That was a that was an event. Yeah. Um, First so of like, all, if you've never played Strikers, you really need to. Which I to. haven't. That yeah, game is that was awesome. Really? Right? Wow. Yeah. You should like go buy that Secretly game. Secretly one of the best Wii games, without a doubt. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but we had a lot of fun playing that game. You were and celebrating the release of Luigi's Mansion yes. Dark Moon. Basically, yeah. if, if you can't tell by this point, by the fact that I've reviewed next-level games, past two games, and a fucking 10 and a 9.5, big fan of their work. <laughs> what, shirt, what shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing a Punch-Out shirt right now, thank you very much. Um... But yeah, Did you Strik- say this morning when you put it on, didn't you call yourself like Neo Punch Out or gave a 10 to Punch Out Ron Anderson? <laughs> like you literally referred to yourself in the third person. Yeah. At least we all understand the absurdity of this act. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we played Striker's Charge, and that was the game. Uh, last year we got our asses handed to us in, in Brawl by some readers from the site that challenged us to a game. This time we got our asses handed to us in Striker's Charge. Nice. Yeah, it was, me, it was me and Cheap Trick over here. And Neil and I played the two the two in a game beforehand, and we handled it. Like, we won easily. We, we swept yeah. the series, and we thought, okay, no big deal. And Patrick was very familiar with this game, so we thought, he's got to be on there. And then, and then I went in, and we thought, no problem, going to clean this up, NWR Pride, fuck these dudes, who are great <laughs> listeners and readers of the site. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, they just, like, turned it on and killed us. We didn't win a single game. They won three yeah. straight yeah. We didn't score yeah, more than a one or two goals. Kinds of moves. All these deeks and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, because if you haven't played Striker's they Charge, just some really douchey moves. Yeah, they were pressing buttons I didn't even know were on the Wii controller. Like, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was great. You were like, be chasing after them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was so a good time. While you guys were doing that, we were over on another station in the free play room. Uh, busting out some Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Like fantastic. That game. was weird. Yeah, that game is totally insane. And my yeah. friend Matt Hogan was with us. He's been here pretty much every year at PAX. So I, I grew up with Matt, and he was, introduced me to tons of classic video games uh, back in the 90s. Um, and Matt was with us, and like within two minutes of us turning on the game, he was like, I'm going to have to go get a copy of this. 
Like, can you imagine Capcom still selling Tatsunoko versus Capcom? Yes. In 2013. They do. It's totally... I don't know if it's a good fighting game, but it's totally bonkers. It's and fun, it's amazing to watch. You, you deal, you deal like billions of damage. Yes. It's always like nine point eight billion damage. Yeah. Woo. Um, <laughs> most of the characters you've never heard of, and they're totally several weird of them looking. fight with yo-yos. You can control a giant robot, giant robot lighter, cigarette lighter. Yeah. Um, or Roll from the Mega Man series, who attacks with a broom. Yeah. I mean, it's just nonsense. It's totally, literally nonsense. Um, but uh, it's fun. Yeah. I got tired of it pretty fast, just like when I rented it back when it first came out. <laughs> well, the thing but is, like, when you don't know how to play, you're still making things happen on right. the screen. You make a lot of things happen. Right. You, you pull off super moves, like, and you have no idea how. But, yeah, like, I, I'm sure that having some knowledge of how the game works. Not really. Pro- Oh, okay. Probably not. Well, there goes that theory. It goes from chaos to controlled chaos. Right. Yeah. That's a fun game. It's yeah. neat. So, Trick, any, any good stories from Tax? I feel like you guys have exhausted We also everything. played some Frobisher sets. Oh, yeah, yes. That's got to come out. Not in Nintendo game. Did this no. just not happen until we... I think, yeah, it happened when we were at Dim Sum for lunch, yeah. right? Um, I think we were just talking about Vita, and I had the realization of just like, oh yeah, I've had my Vita in my bag the entire time, and I haven't used it at all, and I've had a charge for like two weeks, and it's still at half a battery. A day in the life of a Vita owner. Yes. <laughs> I haven't used it in a while. Oh wow, this is still charged, maybe I'll play it for once. Um, so I was poking around, and I was just like, oh yeah, Frobisher Says, and then Johnny and I got to talking about it, because Johnny's a recent Vita owner, and he has experienced Frobisher Says before. Frobisher Says. Frobisher Says. Um... So I busted it out. And what this is, it's like a WarioWare game. It sure is. <laughs> made by Sony. Um, so there are parts of it that make a lot more sense, and there's other parts of it that still don't work on the same level as WarioWare. But you can do, using one Vita, up to eight players, and you just do a couple mini-games and then pass it on to the next person. So that's what we did as we went to two lunches for some reason, because Scott's <laughs> vegan and, and could not eat a dim sum. Um, but, I mean, that, that game is a ton of fun. It's free. Also. Yeah, if you have a Vita, you'd be dumb not to have this game. Yep. It's yep. pretty good. It's really funny. Yeah, and you play with up to eight people, which is yeah. great. I mean, we're just passing it around like crazy. It reminds me, I think the only other the only other portable game that I've really done that with is, is Mixed Messages. Uh, I think the, <laughs> is the, it the DSiWare game? The Vicarious Visions developed DSiWare game. That game it was, was awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, it's basically the game of telephone, but you use it on, on your DSi. And you're drawing pictures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're drawing pictures. It's basically you, you alternate. Depending <laughs> on how many people you have, you're either given a sentence to draw a picture on, or you make your own sentence to draw a picture on. And so you alternate sentence, picture, sentence, picture until you're done. And I think you can actually do it with like up to like 32 players or something if you're really You can also really play that game with my notebook. Yes. <laughs> or a piece of paper. Yes. I However, like, I think it's the same price as my notebook. So, but it's not so gunmetal. Buy my notebook. <laughs> it's not gunmetal. That's a difference. Um. All right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I love this kind of portable games that where you can kind of use it as a you know like a hot seat gameplay and just pass it around. No, we just took it around with us all day. It was great. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's easy to just put the Vita on sleep and then bust it out like, whenever PAX is the only kind of place I would ever make use of that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's great to have here, yep. especially that it's free. It's like, hey, let's just, you know. Yeah. It's like Space Team. It's like you get a yep. bunch of weird, like-minded people together, and bam, you're playing. So, Guillaume, what were you up to today at PAX East? 
Um, well, when I wasn't hanging out with you guys, I actually I went twice to the Tokitori booth. The first time I was listening to their PR stuff, and the uh, second time I played it for myself. It's very, very different from what I expected. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I stayed away from any and all previews. Um, so I had no idea what to expect, but I, I had heard that it's kind of an open world, and I was like, They have been thrown at the Metroidvania word a lot lately. Yeah, and like, why, how, how does that work in a puzzle game? Like, the original, you had to use, like, these very lit limited moves to try to get through a level. Like, sometimes you had, you had to be very precise in what you had to do. You had one way to solve things. Uh, here, they, they decided that they would strip away pretty much every ability, but two of them, uh... The, your, your fat chicken uh, can, can uh, basically sing and uh, you can also uh, butt stomp the ground and that makes different effects on the environment uh, and the enemies or you know not necessarily enemies just like colorful cute critters that are uh, populating yeah. that world and it's the frogs and uh, the birds yeah and you'll have like kind of shellfish looking like I don't know lobster looking things and crevices and blocks and you can make them come towards you when you're whistling, and you can make them go away when you ground pound. And so you're shifting the, these blocks around, uh, or you'll draw some birds and they'll pick you up, and or uh, you can decide to lure a creature towards another creature that's going to eat it, and then you, you uh, butt stomp near that, you know, the, the predator who's uh, well fed, and then he'll just burp a bubble. Trapping you inside, and so like it's very, very inventive. And uh, the, the guy told me that there's a lot of things like basically you can do anything from the start in the game. You have nothing really locked. It's just a matter of finding out how to do these different things. So uh, you know, most of the time, like at some point in the game, when you reach um, kind of a Good sack. Anyway, like a kind of a, a dead end. Um, you, you'll see, like, they'll make it very uh, very obvious that if you do this near this, you'll have this effect. And then you realize, oh, wait, wasn't there something like that near the beginning of the game? And so you can go back and discover new pathways uh, like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited for this game the more I heard about it. Um, yeah. And the fact that it is, I mean, it's a sequel to Toki Tori, but at the same time, like, it's... Like, they, they, I've talked to two tribes before, they, they basically told me that, like, we did, we, with the original concept for Toki Tori, we did everything we wanted to do. So for the mm -hmm. sequel, we're doing completely new things. And that's right. awesome. But you're still, like, he still moves around the same way. He still can only hop very, you know, very small hops. Um, so, yeah, they, they just, very, two very basic abilities. Um, and the whistling also, you can, they've got kind of this Ocarina of Time thing, thing going on where you can whistle different tunes just by doing short and long notes. And, uh, you know, that could allow you, for instance, to warp back to a, a previous um, checkpoint. Um, and so you'll have different songs like that uh, throughout the game. Um, I, I'm just really, really looking forward to it. They, they claim that it's about, like, 20 hours of gameplay. And uh, I... I don't think I would have wanted to play 20 more hours of the first Tokitori. Right. This yeah. looked so good, and um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a completely different game. Yeah, it's coming out April 4th, exclusively on Wii U. It yeah. was a lot different, a lot more different from the first Tokitori than I expected, and in very pleasing ways. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was 
surprisingly impressed by it. It was m much cooler than I expected. Um, and I, I, it made me, for whatever reason, kind of reminded me of like Wario Land 2 or Wario Land 3. There's something <laughs> yeah. about the pace of it and the way that you interact with the enemies and you use enemies to solve puzzles. Because yeah. um, your character moves very slowly, but it's, it's meant to be more methodical. It's not a Twitch game at all. It's a, like it's a puzzle platformer, but the emphasis is probably more on the puzzling. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that the world is all interconnected. Right. And, uh, yeah, like the, the, they, they throw around the word Metroid, but you can also just go back to a world map and select a, a stage, basically. So mm -hmm. you're not constantly backtracking, if, you know, if anyone's worried about that. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm very looking forward to it now. My, yeah. I mean, and I went up to it basically just kind of in the interest of covering it because it is a Wii U game, and I felt like I should go check it out. Um, but actually, I came away from it feeling like, wow. Yeah, I, I want to really I wanna play this. more. I want to play more because while I was playing the demo, there was some obstacle somewhere that I couldn't figure out, and I heard the, the representative of uh, two tribes talk to someone else who had seen the, the, the puzzle solved and you know, a preview or something, and they were just, like, teasing me about it. And I was just like, screw <laughs> you guys. you in the face. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, it's going to be very fun to figure out, you know, well, yeah, how to solve the puzzles and everything. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Stay tuned to uh, some direct feed, uh, probably on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, direct feed? And we'll, we'll try not to spoil any puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jared, uh, that's, a, that's a good segue. What have you been up to over the past day or so? Uh, you know, nothing, nothing, I think everything we, uh, I was in, involved in today, you guys have all covered, um, but, uh, yeah, as far as, like, just video stuff, you know, we'll have some direct PETA, Toki Tori, and, uh, Muted Muds, and, uh, some video of, uh, what's the Renegade Kid, uh, FPS? Colt County. Yeah, so, look yeah. out for that. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll, we'll be just about winding down for this. Jerry's sure the only one of us who's actually working this yeah, weekend, yeah. by the way. So, um, Well, Scott, uh, if it weren't for the fact that you're working on the PowerPoint for Nintendo Air tomorrow morning, I would say write those Deus Ex impressions. But <laughs> I know those probably won't get worked on until I get home. <laughs> I don't know if we want to I, I mean, I don't know what I would have to play. The card game that we played today. I uh, we oh, didn't that's play, true. What is oh, this? Yeah, uh, I can't we, remember the name. We didn't it wasn't really a, a playing as much as a, like getting along with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that game is just a, every card is either you win or you lose. Yeah, I'm pretty much. We had a good time with it. Or, or you do like rock paper scissors. Yeah, or things. or ask people if they want presents or not. Just yeah. felt like the game. It was just continuously building more and more rules upon yeah. itself. It's like game. flux, but you know they didn't play test it. So what is this game called? Uh, I think it's called We Didn't Play Test This at All. Right. <laughs> and there's <laughs> there's yes. like several other spinoffs. Like I think there's We Didn't Play Test This either. Um, <laughs> But uh, the, the version we played was like some, it like came with some kind of bonus cards or something, but we had a good time with it for a while, because basically just like, you get dealt two cards, and the cards will usually say something like, play this card and then you lose, or play this card and then you win, or you get all these points, but the points don't matter. I remember like when that. I played, play this card, and if everyone at the table's wearing blue, you win. Yeah, <laughs> and so then Patrick won. <laughs> there were some really good ones, and then it would get really inventive, like there were cards where it was like, you can't say you... Your, your, you, your, or yours? Yeah, I think, yeah. And then, like, it just sits you there. You can't point. You yeah, can't, or like, you can't, yeah, point, you can't point anything. Uh, you have to, the title of the card, you have to say it as a synonym. Yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't say the title of a card and 
as anyway but synonyms. And then, and then you can't use any word that was in the title <laughs> for uh, until your next turn comes around. Yeah. It's just all these weird Which stipulations. Which are rules that nobody can keep track of, so we all lose. In a yeah, because there's layers. You, like, you things keep start on happening. stacking it. Yeah. I think there was a time where we almost had it, so you couldn't say, uh, you, your, or yours, they, their, or theirs, and then or you almost me, got to put my, down. and mine. Yeah. Just wouldn't use any pronouns. It was really. It would be. It was really very difficult fun. talking to other people. When we yeah. Because you, you talk really slow and you'd like think yeah. about the words you were <laughs> saying like, and like restructure your sentences in weird ways. Billy's yeah. turn. Now it's the guy's next to me's yeah. turn. <laughs> or I don't know, but it was Can't awesome. Say me. Yeah. yeah. Well, nah. he didn't get to play that yeah. one. You never got the chance because you lost. Yeah. Very fun game. Yep. Enjoyed that. So, is there anything else that anyone wants to add about Paxi's day two? Uh, I mean, I can tell my story, I guess. Oh, yeah. I guess, well, you know what? Let's, let's start Let's start with Johnny's airport story, and then we'll go to, we'll go to Scott's. I want to I wanna save mine. All right. I the energy right now to All right. give it. So, Scott, we'll get started. Stupid. Um, it's not stupid. It's amazing. It's not even amazing. It's just stupid. It's embarrassing more than anything. Okay, so I've never, like, as a, as a man, I've never, like... <laughs> Asked a girl for her number. I've never been that kind of guy. I've never just randomly talked to someone in a public place. Like, I don't do that. I've never done that. Um, but boarding the... Well, first getting in the airplane and checking my bag and stuff. There was this girl who got in line behind me um, to get, like, inspected to get into the, the concourse at the airport in Chicago. And I looked at this girl. I was like, she's got to be going to PAX. Like, she looks like the kind of girl to be going to PAX. And didn't say anything. We, we get in our separate lanes to take our shoes off and put all our possessions into a, a little tray to get go through the metal detector and all that stuff. And then I had paid extra to get a nice, like, seat with more leg room on the plane to Boston because I'm just a high roller like that. Mm -hmm. And it turns out she had done the same thing. It was in the seat next to me. I'm like, this is too weird, right? And so we're going. I still don't really, I don't say anything because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And then, um, so then... (laughs) Uh, they come around to give us drinks, and I get orange juice, and I get, like, this little tiny cup of orange juice that they pour. And then she gets apple juice, and they give her a whole can of apple juice. <laughs> what the hell? So, so, I'm like, well, this is the opportunity. And I go, man, I should have got apple juice. And she laughs, and then she pours herself a glass of apple juice, and then she asks me and if I want... One thing led to another. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were in the bed. Yeah, and then I proposed... <laughs> And then she she offered me the rest of her apple juice after she poured herself the glass. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, this is it, I right? I this. Yeah, I, I did it. So we talked. Like, I got the baby back at home. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Um, but I knew this would just, just kind of be for fun, you know. I was like, well, let, let's just see let's just see what happens. So we talked the whole way. She goes, she actually lives out here. She's not going to PAX at all. She was coming home from Chicago. She goes to college out here and stuff, and we're, we're talking, and, and it goes great. We talked the whole flight. I didn't get a chance to play Entry and Odyssey at all. Damn it. Um, and then, so we get off. We're going to the greatest Odyssey of all. Yeah, the human Odyssey. And then, um, so I get my bag. She's like, well, you know, one of my friends is coming to pick me up. That You know, that's that. Uh, I'll just see you later. We hug. That's it. So I grab my bag, and then I'm walking, and she's just, I walk past her again. She's just sitting there. I'm like, hey, like, we're going to be hanging out in Boston all weekend. Like, if you want to come hang out, like, you or any of your friends or something, like, you could do that. And she's like, okay, let me give you my number. And then she gave me her number, which I've never done that. I've never gotten a number. And I was like, this is awesome. I mean, that's pretty much it. We've texted a bit. She went back to school. 
So that's it. I mean, it's nothing. It's harmless. But it was just, I've never done anything like that. And I was like, I want to try this and see what happens. And it went surprisingly well. So my moral of the story is to you listeners of connectivity, uh, just go for it sometimes, you know? It works out. You have fun. Nothing, nothing, nothing bad happened. It was just a fun little storyline to PAX East. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's still a day. I'll find that college. Unrelated. <laughs> I'm really so good. Okay, I'll tell my story. Unrelated, I played a game with a wrench in it. I fear that Scott may be playing a game with a wrench in it that's not quite so virtual. Okay. I don't even get it. Is the wrench my penis? I don't know. <laughs> the, wrench, the wrench is the beatings. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell my story because it, it, it flows in nicely with that, um, and it, although not in a romantic way. Um, but uh, I was on the plane to PAX. On the and, same plane. Um, actually, before, while I was in line to, to board, I was, I was in Southwest, so we're all lined up to board. And I, and I see a guy who's obviously going to PAX. He's wearing a Mario and Luigi shirt, you know, and he's got his pins on his hat or whatever. And I'm like, hey, dude, have a good time. You know, we talk for like 30 seconds or whatever. So then I sit down, and I'm sitting next to this guy who's dressed, and I came from work, and he's dressed nicer than I am. Uh, by a good amount, you know, it's very snazzy, snazzly dressed guys. There with his girlfriend. Um, he spends like the first forty-five minutes of the flight reading a book on his Kindle, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this guy's probably not going to PAX, right? Then he pull, pulls out his laptop, and I, I look, I happen to glance over. He's reading a guide for how to set up the translation patch for Mother Three. Wow, <laughs> which is just hardcore <laughs> shit. That's pretty hardcore. Step one, yeah. don't. Um, what do uh, so so anyway? I, I at first I wondered did I imagine that you know because I'm, I'm not like, so, like Johnny was very tired. Of this. Yeah. I was very tired, and I wasn't like reading his computer screen. I just out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, did I just see that? So anyway, it takes him a while to get it going, but you know, five ten minutes later, yes, he has installed the patch, and he's now playing. Mother three. Did you get his, his number? On his left. Johnny's been texting him dick pics all weekend. <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, after, after a few minutes, I get to, I was playing Vita or something, and, and I after a few minutes, I take my headphone out, and I'm like, so I guess you're going to PAX. Like, it's the most obvious thing. He's like, what's that? <laughs> so what are the odds that on the plane to PAX... The guy next to me sits down and starts playing Mother 3, yeah, and he's yeah. never even heard of the convention. Never heard of it, yeah. That was bonkers. So anyway, we I ended up telling him about our podcast, because he was like, what is PAX? So I told him and why I'm going, and so I told him about the podcast, and potentially he's listening to this. I don't know. I hope. But, that is um, amazing. So both of us had fights where we were... Con- convinced we were sitting next to people who were going to PAX, like, without yes. a doubt, and then was not the case. Yes. So now these people are going to hook up together, the ones that you two have both met. You know, don't you talk about her like listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've statistically proven is that no one went to PAX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in, in some cases, like, you know, someone's, someone's wearing something, or maybe, maybe you know, they just kind of look in a certain way, and you think, okay, that person might be going to PAX. In this case, demonstrably, this guy is about as hardcore as you can get of a gamer, and he's never even heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess he lives in Boston. I don't know, but it was. But a mo- the mother three patch. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. 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 Anyway, the story was his brother was really into Earthbound and had found out about Mother Three, you know, in the fan patch and had played it and then had recommended that he play it. And so he was just, you know, following up on the recommendation. And it's like it's one of those things where you think, 
surely, you know, surely anyone who would go through those links to play something like Mother 3 would be, like, the most hardcore yeah. crazy gamer, and they would know about all the subculture that PAX is all about. I think that's not necessarily true, and, you know, sometimes yeah. you meet people, and some people, sometimes I meet people who don't really think of themselves as gamers, and they don't play very many games, but then you ask them what their favorite game is, and it's something really obscure, just like, you're annoyed. whoa, <laughs> <laughs> just something cool really, spot. something really crazy, sometimes it's oh, something really complicated, and sometimes it's just like a game that, like, you would never find that on a rental store or something, like, someone must have given it to them, and they just, maybe it's the only game, it's like, my mom yeah. beat Bomberman on NES, which I think is impossible, <laughs> but she just, crazy. she my, just my rented it, like, three weeks in a row, and she beat Bomberman, and it's crazy. Well, in my defense, I got six street passes on the airplane to Boston. So I was I got, wrong I got, about this girl. There was definitely still a pass. I got a street pass on that airplane. in the car on the way over to Boston. It's like, I was on, like, like whatever, whatever we were on, like, 90 or whatever. And, like, had my 3DS out and, like, noticed the green light going. I'm like, what the hell? And it was, like, passed, like, five minutes ago. I'm like, holy shit. That's awesome. Where is he? Yep. Um... I guess yeah. I think I think that is about it. There's one last question that I'll ask him. Billy, how's Fire Emblem? It's great. All right. <laughs> How far are you? Um, I guess I'm attacking some kind of fort right now. Well, that could be three. any chapter. Yeah, uh, I think it's chapter two. Yeah. All right. That that is the update on Billy just bought a 3ds this weekend, <laughs> and that is a wrap for this podcast here from Pax East at the end of day two. Um, we will not have a day three, I think, because we'll all be uh, going our separate ways. But I'm sure you'll hear about what happened with the, the live Nintendo Wear panel and all that jazz soon enough on Connectivity and Radio Free Nintendo. Thanks for listening. real quick. <laughs> Zelda sound effects are encouraged. All right, one more. All right. One more, one more. Keep Tell it in the air. Right, Billy. All right, we're good. All right, thank All right, you thank very you, much. Thank you. All right, um, so I'm the director of Nintendo World Report and a co-host on the podcast Connectivity, Neil Ronahan, and with me is my partner in crime on Connectivity. Scott Thompson. Yes, my name is Scott. I edit uh, the podcast, and we record it every week, and we do a lot of these game shows on there featuring just the staff, and it's our second chance to get to do it with you fine folks at PAX, and this turnout is a million times better yeah. than last year. I guess you guys like uh, games based off of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire <laughs> with, with Regis Philbin as opposed to Alex Trebek and Jeopardy, so. Yeah, <laughs> it helps, too, to not go against the keynote on yes. the very first day. That was bad. Um, and up here with us, we have Nate Andrews on the Wheels of Steel. Hi. <laughs> and we have my lovely wife, Lauren Ronahan. Uh, she's doing stuff with a PowerPoint that you'll all see right. very soon. And, then and we also, <laughs> we, also have, we also have Trick Barnett, another member of Connectivity. <laughs> he will be your key to the fastest finger. And we have a smattering of other Nintendo World Report luminaries. Yeah, everyone's building. around. 
But we should um, probably get the ball rolling here. So if you've seen the game show, it's going to be a lot like that. Uh, we're going to do a fastest finger. We've got our first five fastest finger contestants picked out now, but we will continue pulling five each game from out in the audience. So you will get your chance, hopefully, to uh, compete. I know a lot of you want to. We'll do the best we can. And uh, I guess we're ready to uh, get yeah. rolling. We'll explain things as we go. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Switch to that. Yeah. Right? So the first fastest finger. The first fastest finger. Before we do that, need to introduce themselves. Trick, our lovely news editor, will introduce. So we will meet our first five fastest finger contestants now. Just uh, your name and where you're from. The live mic. Okay, you're good. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm from New Hampshire, or you may also call me Dio if you like. Okay, Dio. I will. I am Derek. I'm from uh, Pennsylvania. I am Barrett. I am from Arizona. Wow. I am Travis, and I'm also from Arizona. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I'm from New York. Awesome. All right. So, Neil, thank you. All right. Away. So, here's the first fastest finger, and how this is going to work for anyone, they were explained earlier, but I'll explain it to everyone else, too. Um, we are going to read a thing, and then we will give you four options, and you need to order them in whatever fashion we ask you to order them in. Yep. And then uh, just write them down. Chew it on an ice cube. And um, when you're done, put your pen down. That's how we're going to determine who's yes. done first, second, third, fourth, fifth. We'll go through in that order. And if none of you got it right, we'll go back with the guy who finished first. He'll try again, and we'll keep going until we get a winner eventually. All right. So here it is. Also, oh, so real quick, um, while they're reading the, right after the last option, it'll go up on the screen. Yeah. So you yeah, don't need so to remember everything. Yeah. All right, so here it is. Order these cartridges by size, from smallest to biggest. A, Game Boy cartridge, B, Nintendo 64 cartridge, C, NES cartridge, or D, SNES cartridge. And you can just write the letters. Yeah, just the letters are needed. All right, Travis, and then Dio. One, two, three, four, five. All right, so, so uh, Travis, what did you put? Or Patrick, go up to him with the mic. Go. Give him the mic. Let's yeah. see. What, do you, what do you got? I think I accidentally uh, swapped the first two. Um, B-A-D-C. That is incorrect. Dio? I put A-D-B-C. A-D-B-C, that is incorrect. Here. Oh, wait, was he third? Yeah, he was third, and then Sonic Hat was first, but then he changed his answer. So we'll okay, okay, fourth. all right. I was trying to do it from memory, so I think I got it mixed up, but uh, A, C, B, D. That incorrect. is incorrect. I did A, B, D, C. That is correct! <laughs> all right, come on up. Come on up to the stage, young yeah. man. It's <laughs> a funny coincidence. <laughs> I hope you all took notes. I'm good, yeah, right? <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's very good. 
We, we had that planned before that game got yeah. announced, by the way. Um, so real quick, I want to talk about what you guys could be winning today uh, when you get up here where our young man Barrett is. Right, Barrett, right? Yep. Correct. Okay, great. Away from Arizona? So Damn. what we have, uh, we have probably the first place prize, but you can pick whatever you want if, you know, if you're the winner. But we've got $40 in eShop point cards here. So you could buy Luigi's Mansion if you didn't already get but it I'm here. Assuming most of you probably already did. Yeah. So um, we have a great 8-bit Proto Man painting done by our own Andy Gergen from the staff. And then we have two boxes of Professor Layton chocolates that came out in Japan. That courtesy of Danny Bivens, our yeah. uh, Japanese correspondent. One, one of the boxes is slightly damaged, so probably you probably don't want that one. If That'll probably if be you're ahead. Maybe, you, maybe you want last the one place. that's perfectly sealed here. Um, and yeah, that's what you're going to compete for. Um, so we're going to go here with Barrett. Uh, we've got the three lifelines, just like in the uh, the show ready? proper. They'll be the I'll ask the audience, which is very important for all of you. What we'll do is we'll say, "Hey, audience, do you think it's A? Raise your hand if you think it's A." Uh, B, C, D. We'll say, okay, it looked like most people pick C. Uh, you can use that information. Whoa. A little uh, cut off there. But well, we'll figure that out. And um, and then there's the phone of friend. Uh, who would you like to use? Okay. If you have a friend with you, you can use him as your lifeline. We'll call him up and he'll help you. Otherwise, we have a panel of what we like to call experts, quote unquote, uh, from Nintendo World Report, who you can also use if you don't have a friend here or your friend's an idiot. Um, <laughs> And then there's 50-50, where we will just remove two of the incorrect answers. Um, so there you go. Uh, who, who would be your phone of friend? Okay. Your, your dad um, there, or you want to pick one of the experts? <laughs> I probably need an expert. He's never <laughs> Okay, very good. Shots fired. So we'll go, uh, I think first we'll do Johnny Metz here Fort in the front from the Tenable Report. Very smart, knowledgeable guy. He's going to be good in your corner. And um, I think we're ready to get started then. Are you ready to go? Slight technical sure. difficulty. All right. Oh, technical difficulties? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Dave Golf helping us out. He's one of the programmers on the website. You know, in the meantime, yeah, thank you. A lot of love for programmers. Okay. Let's go ahead and let's just let's move on without the PowerPoint for now. Hopefully, wait, we can wait, wait, get don't it. do it yet. Huh? Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. It's still it's is that, a, is that workable? It's a little cut off, but that'll work. Yeah. It's good enough. It's okay. good enough. Let's so roll on. Keep it on yours. So let, let's get started then. Go All ahead. right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so now for 100 points. Barrett. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well. I'll just read them. You can listen. What is the name of the Wii U controller? Is it A, the DualShock Next, B, the Duke, C, the GamePad, or D, the Wii U Remote? GamePad. Final answer? GamePad. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, for 200 points, or, or coins, I'm going to go that route. Um, the omnipresent villain in the Castlevania games is A, Dracula, B, Bowser Jr., C, Stagnation, or D, Ganondorf? Um, Dracula. Final answer? Dracula. That is correct. I like it. All right, moving right along to the 300-point question, coin question. 
In The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, Link, tra- Link transforms into a... A. Red-Eared Slider. B. Starscream. C. Warthog. Or D. Wolf. Wolf. Final answer? Wolf. That is correct. Indeed. For 500 coins, the first level of Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo takes place where? A, The Big Apple, 3 a.m. B, The Big Easy. C, The Big Lebowski. Or D, The Big and Tall Store. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, it's is it just slower. Okay, I'll read it. All right, no, go ahead. Yeah, the, the first level of... Oh, there it is. The first level of Turtles in Time takes place where? The Big Apple, The Big Easy, The Big Lebowski, or The Big and Tall Store. Um, this will be a tough one. I'm going to have to say Big Apple. Final answer? Big Apple. That is correct. Yeah, everyone, don't clap because you got it right so we get final answer confirmed. Because yeah. no if you clap, they'll know he got it right. No drama. All right, so for 1,000 coins in your first plateau, you get this right, you will leave with no less than 1,000 coins. Uh, very valuable. Uh, in Super Mario Brothers... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Super Mario Brothers 2 is the American version of what Japanese game? A, Toad's Super Fun Time Adventure, B, Fire Emblem Origins, C, Doki Doki Panic, or D, Enter the Birdo? C, Doki Doki Panic. And is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. And Barrett, you have reached your first plateau, the 1,000-coin plateau. Very good job. So you leave with no less than 1,000 coins. Yes. I'll remind you now that questions will get more difficult at any time you can walk away. So if you're not confident, you've used your lifelines, you can walk away and leave with what you have, and that'll... Yeah. Put you in the running for one of these fabulous prizes up here. Okay. Are you ready for the 2,000 coin question? Sure, yes. Good answer. All right, and before we do that, uh, if, if you want to be in the next fastest finger, raise your hand. Oh, yeah, good point. Holy oh. crap. Well, <laughs> um, how right, are we going to do, do this? Mr. Little Guy in the Sonic hat, like yeah. that. Let's do Pikachu guy. Zelda shirt here with a couple lanyards. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do you there with the green hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ezlo. Yeah, way to be. Uh, Alright, all the way in the back, girl with glasses. Hand up. That's good. All right. So I'll ask you four to go ahead and move to different yes. seats if you could. All of you can come move up here. Uh, so we'll get to you once Barrett here loses, if he ever does. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so we're on to the 2,000 coin question. What publisher heroically brought the last story to America? A. Atlas, B. Nintendo, C. Activision, or D. Xseed Games? It's going eventually. Okay. Just a little slow, the PowerPoint today. It's uh, what publisher brought the last story to America? Atlas, Nintendo, Activision, or Xseed? It's going. There we go. There we go. Remember, you still have all three lifelines. I'd like to use one of my lifelines. Uh, which one would you like to use? You've got the 50-50. You can call the expert or we can pull the audience here. Audience. Audience. Okay, All right. Great. So here's how we're going to do this. Um, we're going to go through each answer. And when you think you know what it is, raise your hand. Try not to shout out the correct answer. That ruins the fun. Yeah. So A, Atlas. All right. B, Nintendo. <laughs> oh wait, no, no one thinks C, so. C Activision. Really? Are you gonna be the, those guys? <laughs> D Exceed Games. I think I know what my answer is gonna be. Exceed Games. All right, is that your final answer? Probably yes. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, we're up to 4,000. Very well played, Barrett. Okay, so 4,000 coins. Are you ready to go? Yes. Okay, here we go. Which of these is not a battle toad? Is it... Is it... Well, we didn't know he'd be a kid. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I never... I, I, we had planets, mess with them. A, blister. B, rash. C, pimple. Or D, zits. Blister. Is that wow. your yes. final answer? Blister. Final to right there. That is correct. All right, so we're working our way up, up and up the ladder to 8,000 coins. For 8,000, which Final Fantasy VII character is not playable in theater rhythm Final Fantasy? Is it A, Cloud, B, Sephiroth, C, Tifa, or D, Eris? And I know it might be Aerith, but I played the game in 1997. It was Eris then. I don't know anything else. All right, um, so yeah. I knew I should have bought that game. <laughs> Get Everyone six instead, buy that game. or nine. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna have to call my fifty-fifty. All right, fifty-fifty. Yeah. Okay, so that'll be where we remove two of the incorrect answers. Is okay. that what you want to do, sure. or do you want to? Okay, let's remove two of the All incorrect right. answers. All right, and, and uh, our technology is a little behind, so we can't necessarily take them off the screen. But you were left with A Cloud and C Tifa. I'm gonna say that you cannot play Tifa. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. <laughs> We're up to sixteen thousand. We had a, we had a bunch of games planned. Plan. We didn't we didn't think this kid would run the table. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who wanted to play. <laughs> okay, are you ready to go for sixteen thousand coins? Yes. Okay, I'll remind you. You have one lifeline left. Your phone an expert. Very good to have in your pocket. Uh, so here we go. How many mainline Pokemon games have appeared on the DS? I'll remind you, this doesn't include Mystery Dungeon. This is actually yeah, that's not mainline. Real Pokemon games: A six, B seven, C eight, or D nine. Nine. Final answer. Yes, nine. That is correct. <laughs> All right, we're, we are nearing your second plateau, uh, the 32,000 coin plateau, and you have one lifeline left. You can still uh, ask Johnny Metz over there, I guess, okay. uh, Guillaume or James, if you were, you would be so willing. <laughs> um, here's the question. What portable predecessor to an early Nintendo 64 game supported four-player multiplayer? Is it A, Donkey Kong Land, B, Baseball 2000, C, Wave Race, or D, Goldeneye? Okay, so I'm no, I know I'm using my lifelines a lot, but I'm going to have to call in my expert. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Johnny, if you want to... Johnny. In fact... Actually, uh... Yeah, why don't you grab the handheld mic? That might be easier. Yeah. You can still come up, but you have that mic. All right. Let's talk it through. You'll have about 30 seconds. Once the music stops, that's it. So, um... Four-player multiplayer, well, there was a Game Boy version of Wave Race that supported multiplayer. Faceball 2000 supported 16-bit multiplayer. Um. No, that wasn't Faceball 2000, that was just Faceball. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I, I think it could be either one of those, but I think probably Wave Race is the correct answer here. Wave it's a Race. portable predecessor to an early Nintendo 64 game. It seems like I would go with C. I personally would too, I had a feeling. Alright, so do you think Johnny's right? Yes. 
Seat. If he's wrong, you can beat him up later. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So that is—is is that your final answer? See, Rave Rice, I'm about to be doomed. <laughs> All right. You are correct. All right, um, so you're out of lifelines, and uh, yes, uh, baseball does have a bunch of multiplayer, but there's no N64 game. Yeah. So, that, that so, was uh, yeah, so you'll thing. leave with no less than 32,000 coins now. Um, and yeah, you're doing very good for yourself. Yeah. Are you ready to go for 64,000 really coins? Man painting. Yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, is, I'm so sorry. Which Primal Rage character? I just, yeah, I just want to let that. I just wanted to hear that. We have uh, Zach Miller on the site wrote a lot of these questions, and he loves dinosaurs. So any chance so, he gets. Sorry. So which Primal Rage character was left out of the Game Boy and Game Gear versions of the game? I have a feeling I'm wrong, but I'm going to have to say Vertigo. Okay, well, let me read the choices. We have A, Vertigo, oh. B, Chaos, C, Sauron, and D, Talon. Yeah, so, I mean, at this point, you don't lose, if you walk away, you're still going to be a 32. Yeah, you, so yeah, so you, might, you might as well go for it. You can't lose anything now, so. Um, um, I'm going to have to say, I, I know I'm going to lose, but I'm going to say Saron. Which one is it? Saron. Okay, is that your final answer? Sadly, yes. And that is incorrect. Uh, the run stops there. Very good job, Don't, okay. don't switch it over. I'll tell you about it. Okay, we're good. Well, okay. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. The correct answer was A, Vertigo, which you went with first. Yeah. Oh, I suck! Oh, sorry I about that. I the YouTube comments. Sorry about that. Uh, but very good. Uh, you're welcome yeah. to return to your Bravo, seat. You are sir. the front runner. All right, so we have our, our next five fastest finger contestants. Uh, Patrick, if you want to introduce them. My name is Shadow from Connecticut. I'm Josh from Illinois. I am Molly. I'm a local from Massachusetts. I live in Dighton. I'm Nick. I'm from Princeton. And I'm Brad from New Jersey. Sweet. Yeah, we got some Jersey <laughs> representation. I like that. You're not ready yet? Okay. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. So we will do another fastest finger question. Yes. And then we'll pour, pull five more up to come sit oh, here. Oh, he doesn't have a pen. Oh. Well, Patrick, where'd you go with it? There's a pen right there. Okay. <laughs> Did people steal pens the last fastest five? We'll we had find like 12 you. pens and now we have none. <laughs> so we're good? Oh, All right. right. Cool. Okay. All right. So you got this one? Yeah, I'll do this no, one. No, not that one. Yeah. That or one. do not do this one. You can just skip past it. Yeah, jump to slide three for number... Oh, all right, no. I did it fast enough. Hold on. <laughs> well, no, this is fine. Like, we can show this one. We're just... That's, that's really mean. I'm sorry. Jump, jump, to, jump to slide five. Just, just go? Jump to slide five, and we'll do, we'll do okay. the one that's... Okay, we're good? Okay. Okay. So you got it? All right, here we go. So, order these Super Nintendo Mario games from oldest to most recent. A, Mario's Time Machine, B, Super Mario World, C, Super Mario Kart, and D, Mario Paint. We don't just give this away. You gotta earn it. We got chocolate. (laughs) Alright. Okay. 
Well, hold on. Let's let the others finish. All right, all right. So we got Ezlo, Pikachu. Okay, and then, okay. So, okay, go ahead. What, what? That is incorrect. Okay, so we go next here to Pikachu. D-B-C-A? D-B-C-A? That is also incorrect. And then it was... Was it? Was it? it was... Oh, okay. okay. B-C-A-D. That is also incorrect. Oh, hold on, we gotta go... Is it, uh... Is it, uh... uh, uh <laughs> D-C-A-B? No. Incorrect. All right, so Ezla, yeah, you can have another go. Is it B A C D? No. <laughs> this is a Pikachu. Uh, back yeah, to you. Pikachu shirt. Um, B C D A. No. Wait, what'd you wait? Say it again. B C D A. Oh no, no. incorrect. Sorry. And then. <laughs> sorry, but this one was kind of trolly. I guess. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's logical to me. <laughs> B A D A. Or, you used A twice. Yeah. I mean, Mario's Time Machine is a great game, but... <laughs> so, so no, that, that's incorrect. No, no, Sonic Hat's next, then we'll go back. B-D-A-C? B-D-A-C? <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're running out of options. Is it, is it C D? All right, let's just do another one. <laughs> okay. Let's do another one. Wait, you think... All right. We'll go ahead. One more try. Right, is it B D C A? Yes. Huh? Is that... You had that? But... You had it, but oh, but you didn't say it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I was just like, sorry. wait a minute. Are we that dumb that when he said the right answer, and we were like, nope. <laughs> All right, sorry Pikachu, you're up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have gone back around to you, so. And then all the rest of you can return to your seats. And you we'll can switch five over. More in a okay. minute here. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Ezlo, I love your hat. The pa- you can take the paper, but the pen we yeah. need. What? Yeah, do game two. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, can you talk- Patrick, can you toss me a pencil? All right. I'm sorry, what was your Tell name again? Uh, it's Josh. Josh. From Illinois? Yep. I'm from Indiana. We are brothers, sort of, I guess. Okay. Pound it. <laughs> Midwest. Anyone from Indiana? I don't know why this keeps happening. One. Okay. <laughs> Couple. Nice. Thanks for watching the videos. All right. So. Are we good? Rules are the same. You've got your lifelines. Uh, you ready to roll? All right. All right. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air? Looks like we're having uh, somewhat of the same issue as before. Um, just like PowerPoint's just being slow? Yeah, well, no, well, well it's all... Oh. Alright, so you start off with the monitor. Okay. Alright, we'll get the PowerPoint caught up in a second. That's just going to be a recurring theme today, I guess. So, for 100 coins, which of these is not a handheld Zelda game? Is it A, Spirit Tracks, B, Phantom Hourglass, C, Link's Awakening, or D, Skyward Sword? Uh, D, Skyward Sword. Is that your final answer? Skyward Sword. That, that is correct. correct. I like it. I like, I like how direct it is. That was Jared. That was not me. What happened? Was there nudes? Come on, Jared. Oh, Give me yeah, that's heads bad. up, man. What are we doing? Oh. Can you get rid of this? Yeah. Can we just <laughs> okay. All right, let's, All right. Just, let's keep moving. We'll, we'll get the All PowerPoint right. up there in a minute. 
All right, uh, for 200 coins, Dead Space Extraction was a light gun game for which Nintendo platform? A, Wii, B, GameCube, C, Famicom, or D, Game Boy Color? It was a light gun game? Yes, Dead Space Extraction oh. was a light gun C, game. C, Famicom? I don't know. Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'll remind you once again. Until he says no, final I, answer, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> this is a two hundred dollar question. Um, let, let's, can I see them at let, least? Is, um, well, not without the end. Uh, let, let's let's oh, do it one more time. So, Dead yeah. Space Extraction, Dead Space, okay. the recent EA series, oh. was a light gun game for which Nintendo platform? The Wii, another recent platform. <laughs> B, the GameCube. See the Famicom, a really old Japanese platform, <laughs> or D the Game Boy Color. Uh, I didn't hear you said Dead Space. All right, A we. Final answer. That is I'm correct. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're sorry about the PowerPoint. All right. All right. All right so uh, Scott, this one's yours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for 300 coins, the most iconic enemies from the Resident Evil games are A jackals, B rabbit butterflies. C, zombies, or D, metroids? C, zombies. Final answer. Final answer. Great. <laughs> Hopefully by the time we get to the harder ones or another one like Dead Space where it's integral to see it, we'll have it up. We're almost there. Yeah, we're getting caught up. All right, uh, so for 500 coins, Princess Peach is the heroine in what early DS game? A, Super Gianna Sisters. B, Super Princess Peach. C, Princess Peach, Madness Returns, or D, Princess Peach and the Guardian of Light. Uh, B, Super Princess Peach. Two, the one after that. Final answer? Final answer. That is correct. All right. Now you're, we're, we're nearing your first plateau, uh, 1,000 coins. Okay, so for 1,000 coins, what recent animated movie star is a character in Sonic All-Star Racing's all-Stars Racing Transformed. Worst title. A, Wreck-It Ralph. B, Fix-It Felix. A, Wreck-It Ralph. Final answer. <laughs> the other options were the Iron Giant or Paranormal. <laughs> no. In case you're aware. And that is correct. You reached your first plateau. And uh, real quick before we move on, we didn't do it in the beginning. Who would you like your phone a friend to be? Do you have a friend, or would you like to use one oh, of our experts? Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and phone the experts. Okay. Anyone who volunteers to uh, be his expert? Any of you three in the front? Johnny says, I'll do it. Okay. Johnny, it is. Johnny's a rock. Uh, let's go ahead now and pick our next five for fastest finger. Oh, look at that. Um, Always so easy. Let's go, guy, all the way in the back. Yeah. Both arms up. He seems very shirt. enthusiastic. Yeah, you're excited. Is that someone trying to... I mean, he's, he's dancing. Um, jeez. Horse. There's, there's, a, there's a few of them. <laughs> one with green, green hoodie the green, horse. The green one. You can come up. But, um, let's go. Jeez, I feel so bad. Which guy? Oh, my God, this is terrible. Uh, oh. Uh, the Gino doll. Yeah, Gino's, Gino's got to go. Um... Jesus. <laughs> Let's go sword in the very back. I guess it helps if you have a prop. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's go dude with afro in the very back in the red. All right, it that's helps five, if you have right? awesome hair, I guess. Sorry. All right. So we're up to the 2,000 coin question. Who was the original Pokemon professor? Is it A, Elm, B, Juniper, C, Oak, or D, Rowan? Um, I'll go with C, Professor Oak. 
Is that your final answer? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to the 4,000 coin question. Which character isn't playable in Mario Kart Wii? Is it A, Toadette, B, Lakitu, C, Dry Bowser, or D, Rosalina? They're coming in. <laughs> Dry Bowser. Rosalina. You still I own the games. It's kind of sad. Um... Remember, you still have all three yeah, light bars. Yeah, all right. Um, Dry Bowser just sounds so... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to say C, Dry Bowser. Is that your final answer? Guys, come on. Right, <laughs> you guys are Seriously? <laughs> Not until he locks in all final right. answer. It's like, don't you want more people to No, I, I'm just cheating my way through now. All right. I'll ask the audience. <laughs> yeah. You guys seem it to seems know. so smart. <laughs> all right, so A, Toadette. B, Lakitu. Seems to be a favorite. C. Dry Bowser. Really? After everyone's just disparaging, you <laughs> yeah. still rose their hand? Or D. Rosalina. All right. Yep. Um, Lakitu, final answer. That is correct. <laughs> this is your win, not mine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that you played along and used your lifeline, even though you totally could have probably done without it. Yeah. No, it's all good. There you go. Yes, yes. Lakitu for the first time is playable in seven. What, you, me? I think uh, I did that yeah, one. I think it's Bones, but I know there's Dry Bowser. I, I think I read it, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Are you ready to go for 8,000 oh, points? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, what game did Ubisoft launch alongside Beyond Good and Evil on GameCube in 2003? Is it A, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, B, Splinter Cell, Double Agent, C, Rayman 3, Hoodlum Havoc, or D, Just Dance Zero? <laughs> The prequel we all wanted. Uh, I don't know the Splinter Cells enough to know. That my, my gut says Prince of Persia. But um, I'll go ahead, play it smart since I've been dumb the whole time. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask the expert. You'll do what? I'll ask the expert. Oh, ask the expert. Okay. All right. So, Johnny, come on up. Yeah. You'll have 30 seconds. Once the music's over, that's it. And, uh, Johnny, go ahead. I wish you hadn't asked me this one. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> So 2003 is pretty early GameCube stuff. I'm going to say it's definitely not Rayman 3. That was a later game. Right. Uh, it's not Just Dance Zero. <laughs> Splinter Cell Double Agent, I think, was a fairly late game also. That came out on DS around 2005, probably. So Prince of Persia was a pretty early GameCube game. They ended up putting three of them on the system. Yeah, I might that, go with Prince my... of Persia, but I'm not very confident at all. Sorry. Yeah, I was, that's what I was thinking. wasn't confident either. All right, okay. we'll go ahead. I'll go A, Prince Persia. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> All right. For 16,000 coins, which environment in Metroid Prime featured the boss Thardis that, when defeated, gave you the spider ball? Oh, God. Is it A, the Fehendrana Drifts, B, Magmar Caverns, C, Chozo Temple, or D, the Phazon Mines? Do you have your 50-50 left? Yeah, and I'm... I haven't played Prime since it came out. And those are... Who remembers names like that? Okay, um... <laughs> all right, let's go 50-50. All right, computer, remove two of the incorrect answers. All right, it'll leave you with A, the Fehendrana Drifts, or B, Magmore Caverns. Thardis, eh? 
Um, and I, I will remind yeah. you, you can still walk right. away. You'd be in second place with 8,000 coins, or you can risk it. And if you're wrong, you will drop to 1,000 coins. I'm trying to remember where you required the spider ball in the game, so I'm going to go ahead and say B, Magmore Caverns. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I'm sorry, it ends here. That is incorrect. Yeah. Um, uh, well played, Josh. Not well. really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Thank you for playing. Thank right. you, audience, for not calling him an idiot when he picked his answer. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. All right. All right, so, so we'll move on uh, to our next, fastest, the next finger. fastest finger. Up in a minute. Tell me when you're ready, Lauren, or switch it over when you're ready. And then uh, we can go ahead and do our introductions here. Yeah. I am Bry from Massachusetts. Hello. Hi, I'm Nathan. I live in Massachusetts now. Hi, I'm Dawson. I'm from Maine. Uh, I'm Ian from Ontario, Canada. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Yo, I'm Ray from Boston. Nice. All right. All right, are we ready to roll? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever was next. Yeah. Okay. Let's get started then. And then yeah, this one's you. All right. Let me get to it. Sorry. Order these Super Mario Brothers enemies from first to last in terms of appearance. And I mean in Super Mario Brothers the game. Yes. So you see this one first. You see this one second. A Piranha Plant. B Goomba. C Green Koopa Troopa. Or and D Koopa Troopa. Red Koopa Troopa. Okay, so it'll go red, green, blue, blue, black. Okay. B, C, A, D. That is correct. It was a little easier this time. Come on up. All right, so we have Nathan here. All right, Nathan. So, uh, are you ready to play? Who wants to be a Nintendo Air? Sure. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start first. Um, do you have a friend here you want to use as your lifeline, or do you want one of our experts again? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, you you could stay there. When he calls on you, we'll have you come up. Sorry. Well, nah, it'll be all right. Okay. So let's go ahead and start then for 100 coins. Oh, okay. I did the fastest finger. Which of these is a Wii remote accessory? Is it A katana, B Psy, C nunchuck, or D bow staff? C nunchuck. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. All right, for 200 coins, complete this Wii game title. A boy in his blank. A, crippling fear of lice. B, dog. C, blob. Or D, BFG. B, dog. Final answer. Ah, uh, that is incorrect, actually. Incorrect. I'm so sorry. A boy in his blob is the, uh, the correct answer. Yeah. That's all right. That's fine. Well, that leaves you with zero coins. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, big hand for All right, hand for so uh, next fastest finger. Yeah, we didn't even get to that. Wow. Switch over. 
Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm going to go. Let's yeah, go Mario 3 hoodie in the red. Uh, uh, NES controller bag. NES controller bag. Uh, I guess Neo Geo X. Because that's uh, ridiculous. Try to, try to mix it up. Um, all right. Little, little guy with the Game orange controller. shirt on. We'll get you. I think, is that I five? Think, I think that might be five. Is that five? I think that's five. Yeah, because well, I got the... Okay. No, the guy in the orange shirt. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, that's it for now. We'll, we should have time for one more game right. after this one, hopefully. And so tell we'll me. try to get more of you in. Right. Okay. All right. Whenever you are ready. Uh, Patrick, yeah, do the introductions. Yeah. Hi, I'm Josh from Illinois. Oh, another Miss Midwest guy. Hi, I'm Zach from Prince Edward Island, Canada. Uh-oh. <laughs> Canada represent, I guess. Uh, my name is Dennis. I'm the New Yorker. Okay, great. Uh, my name's James. I'm from Tennessee. I'm David from Massachusetts. Great. Awesome. All right. Are we ready to roll? Yes. Okay. Can I get down to it? All right. Okay. Order these first-party Wii games from oldest to newest. A, Wii Music, B, Wii Sports Resort, C, Wii Play, and D, Wii Fit. Crap, we're not seeing who's there. Oh, Patrick's watching. Pull it back up. Oh. <laughs> I need to scroll down. No. Oh. Give him a second. Patrick. Okay. What was it? Orange, blue? Yeah. Okay. As long as you got it, we don't need to get it. C B D A. C B D A. No, that is no, C D A B. That is correct. Thanks, guys. Hello. What was your name again? James. All right, we have James up here. I guess first off, who do you want to be be as your phone a friend? Uh, my friend John. All right, John, it is. Sounds good. <laughs> He's already like okay. you made the worst decision. All right, and it looks like we might be ready. Are we good? Go. Yeah, just go. Okay. It'll catch up. All right, for one hundred coins, Luigi's overalls and shirt are what colors? Is it A, red and blue? B, purple and yellow? C, pink and white? Or D, blue and green? I'm gonna go with D, blue and green. That is correct. All right. Which of the following is not a Wii game? Is it A, Wii Music, B, New Super Mario Brothers, C, Super Mario Galaxy, or D, Metroid Other M? Uh, I'm going to go with B, New Super Mario Brothers. Final answer? Final answer. That is correct. Indeed. For 300 coins, Star Fox's squad features which of the following animals? A, frog, B, squid, C, snake, or D, dinosaur? Uh, a, frog. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't on the squad. Yeah, he wasn't the main squad. <laughs> Tricky sucks. All right, so... Ooh. All right, so for 500 coins, Nintendo released what handheld in 2011? A, the Game Boy Color, B, the Nintendo DS, C, the Game Boy Advance Micro, or D, the Nintendo 3DS? Uh, the Nintendo 3DS. That is correct. All right, we're, we are nearing the first plateau for 1,000 coins. 
The moon power-up in Super Mario World gives Mario what? A, unlimited flying ability. B, three one-ups. C, the ability to throw hammers. Or D, invincibility for an entire stage. Can you repeat the question? The moon power-up in Super Mario World gives Mario what? A, unlimited flying ability. B, three one-ups. C, the ability to throw hammers. Or D, invincibility for an entire stage. This is embarrassing. I'm going to ask the audience. Okay. All right. We will turn to the audience then. So the moon power-up in Super Mario World gives Mario what? A, unlimited flying ability. Raise your hands if you think it's that. Not a soul. <laughs> B, three one-ups. Seems to be a popular pick. C, the ability to throw hammers. Or D, invincibility for an entire stage. Okay. All right. This seems pretty clear cut. I think I'm going to go with B. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. You've made it to your first plateau. That means the way it's looking like with time, you will go away with something. <laughs> um, so for 2,000 coins, Scott, take it away. Okay. What Nintendo 64 game essentially turned the NHL into NBA Jam? Is it A, Wen Gretzky's 3D Hockey, B, NHL Power Play 64, C, NHL 97, or D, Mario Lemieux's three-on-three hockey. The only one I recognize is A, but uh, I'll just make that my final answer. And that is your final answer? Yeah, sure. And that is correct. That's all right. <laughs> awesome. We're up to 4,000 coins. What was the second game ever to feature Yoshi? Is it A, Super Mario World, B, Yoshi's Cookie, C, Yoshi's Island, or D, Yoshi? You still have two lifelines remaining. I'm going to phone a friend. All right. All right. So, uh, up here, John. Uh, we're going to use our friends at AT&T <laughs> to dial John. Really? All right, so you'll have about 30 seconds once the music's over. That's it, and uh, go ahead and talk it through. Okay, I'm 30S. I have Yoshi on here, at least. Uh, For real? Oh, crap, I deleted it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boiled. I had the release date on it. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, when did Yoshi come out? Yoshi's not a game. It's a game. Yoshi's mm-hmm. Cookie? I feel like it's a Game Boy game. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, no, Yoshi came out on a Game Boy. Crap. Yoshi. Yoshi. There's no game called Yoshi. There's no game just called right. Yoshi. Is it? Okay, that's it. John, you may return to your seat. Useless. That was like the equivalent of like watching the show back in the day where someone would be like on AOL and they're trying to like search it on Alta yeah. Vista or something. I don't know. All right, so do you have any more insight? No. Um, <laughs> you still have a 50-50 if you, if you want to use it. Sure. I'll use the 50-50. All right. It'll leave you with C, Yoshi's Island, and D, Yoshi. John was leaning for... (laughs) (laughs) I'll say D, Yoshi. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. (laughs) Humorously enough, it's also not really worth playing. All right, real quick, let's pick our next five. This will probably be the last one we'll squeeze in. We'll try to, we'll try to speed things up a little bit. All right, let's do girl in the blue back there with both hands up. Yeah, and the glasses. That's good. Uh, dude in the brown shirt right here in the front. 
Uh, let's do, okay, this guy doing a little bit of this. That sounds good. Um, oh, jeez. All right, how about... The sword all the way in the back, with the sword in the, the yellow sword in the hat. Okay. And then... Um, I think uh, we have one more, right? All right, let, let's go... Uh, oh, jeez. Guy with a flannel shirt right here waving his hands. Sorry, right, guys. Cool. We have more questions. Um, we'll and play just in the hallway. so you know, know, if you want to stick around a little while after, we'll be here to talk. And also, if you put your name and email address on a piece of paper that we have in this notebook, you will get a uh, free digital issue of the second issue of Nintendo Force, which I'm also a part of. That's so. right. Just Very find us stuff. after the show, write it down, and we'll get it to you. Absolutely. Soon. All right, let's keep going. We'll try to move things along so we can get another person up here. Uh, so we are on to the 8,000 coin question. Which of, these, uh, which of these Nintendo platforms released last? Is it A, the Nintendo 64, B, the Game Boy Color, C, the Virtual Boy, or D, the Super Nintendo? I'm going to say this may be a trick question, so I'm going to say C, Virtual Boy. Is that your final answer? It is not. No. Uh, I'm going to go with A, Nintendo 64. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Surprisingly, it is the Game Boy Color. Yes. I know, that handheld will not go away. All right, well, thank you very much, James. Uh, that was incorrect, so that drops you to 1,000. What? We're not, we're not switching? Okay. All right, if it's okay, we'll go ahead and I think skip the introductions. Let's just keep moving so we can get through the yeah. game. All right, uh, here's the fastest finger. Order these Star Wars games from most recent to oldest. A, Lego Star Wars. B, Super Star Wars, C, Star Wars Episode One Racer, or D, Rogue Squadron? There you go, sorry. Okay. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. As long as you know the order. Yeah. I do not. Okay. A, C, D, B. That is correct. All right. <laughs> this just That's right. <laughs> We're going to all be hearing this again very, very it's soon. Back. And that's a wonderful world. Oh, that's nothing. Don't even. <laughs> if we had time, um, we would talk about that, but we don't. Uh, game, is it? Yeah, game five. And if we get to a certain point, Okay, so uh, what is your name, we'll sir? I am John from New York. John from New York. All right. And uh, do you have a friend here, or would you like to use an expert? No, I would like friend? to use an expert. All right, All right Johnny, if you don't mind, we'll make you the expert once again. Okay? All right. And are you ready to roll? Yep. Let's do it. All right, here we go. So, for 100 coins... Which of, these which of these locations was not prominently featured in a 3D Mario title? Is it A, Starship Mario, B, Hyrule Field, C, Rosalina's Observatory, or D, Peach's Castle? It's 100. Uh, that would be the final answer. That is correct. All right, and we will keep this moving so we can fit you in. Which of the following is a Nintendo-published game in North America? A, Luigi's Mansion, B, Amazing Island, C, Tales of Symphonia, or D, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? B, A, Luigi's Mansion. That is correct. Okay, so right down to 300 coins. 
Which franchise has not been converted into a game in the LEGO series? Is it A, Indiana Jones, B, Harry Potter, C, Pokemon, D, Pirates of the Caribbean? That would be C, Pokemon. That would be so Whoa. cool, though, and that is correct. That would be a great game. <laughs> uh, which platform has, a featured, has, has featured a game in the Rhythm Heaven series? A, GameCube, B, Nintendo 3DS, C, Nintendo 64, or D, the Nintendo DS? It would be D, Nintendo DS. That is correct. We're up to the almost the first plateau. <laughs> All right, so for 1,000 coins, which color Pikmin did Nintendo of America President Reggie fils compare himself to during E3 2012? Is it A, blue, B, purple, C, white, or D, yellow? Can I ask the expert on this? <laughs> Yeah, you want to ask the expert? Yeah, sure. There, Johnny. Come on, Get him on up. I, I, I didn't see this one. All right, you'll have about 30 seconds. And uh, go ahead right, and uh, get started. Sure. Uh, Reggie is a big man, and I think he would probably compare himself to the purple Pikmin. <laughs> All right. That's, that's the best I know. I will trust it. That is correct. Yeah. You're up to your first plateau. <laughs> All right, for 2,000 coins... Which of these games was not a Wii U launch title? A, Wipeout 3, B, Warriors Orochi 3 Hyper, C, Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth, or D, NBA 2K13? Unfortunately, the answer is A, Wipeout 3. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Really? Little trick question here. Wipeout 3, the ABC series, uh, was released on the Wii U. Yes. Not Wipeout 3, the racing game. Oh. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, that drops okay. you to a thousand, which leaves you in a uh, you're tied. Big tie for second. Tied. Well, second, third, and fourth are tied yes. at a thousand, and we have Barrett <laughs> killed it with thirty-two thousand. So congratulations. Um, yeah, so go I ahead. Think we've got a few minutes left. So uh, if our our, our uh, well, I guess no. Let's just we'll wrap it up. So uh, all well, our winners. Well, we, don't we want them to pick up the prize? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. We could do that for you guys. So, uh, so winners, Barrett, go ahead and Josh, come up. and James, if you want to come up here. Yes. And then let's go ahead and uh, see what they pick. So Barrett gets first pick. Uh, Patrick, if you want to hand him the mic, what would you like? So we have forty. We have forty dollars in uh, eShop points cards. We have a beautiful Proto Man painting, and we have uh, two, two separate separate uh, boxes of chocolates from Japan that are Professor Layton. Proto Man. All right. Oh. If you like what. If you like what you see, uh, look for 8-Bit Acrylic on Facebook. This is one of our staffers. He does these. They're awesome. That's amazing. I just It's very telling that the kid right, would so pick something that's not money. How are we going to do this? We have a three-way tie. <laughs> money means nothing. We have a three-way tie. How are we um, going to do this? Yeah, that's a good point. How about we've got Play another... Johan Sebastian Joust we've right got now. A, We've got another uh, fastest finger. Why don't we just do that? Find me. Yeah, let's do... Um, Okay, you got it? You went, well, we can, okay, yeah, that's fair. No, let's do that. Let's go who got the furthest. That makes more sense. All right. So I believe then, I believe it would be you, Pikachu. Yeah, it's hard to turn well, down. Well, you, you take, you get both you, you of them. Get both. You get both of them. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, hard to turn just, down $40. Okay, yeah. there you go. We wanted to get a copy. And then, yeah, James, you're next. Hey, you could take the completely sealed and great shaped Layton candy or the one that's slightly open, but all the contents are inside. The open one, wow. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. All right, well, um, if you liked what you heard, we do these roughly every month these, a month or so, uh, NintendoWorldReport.com. We're NWR Connectivity. Uh, we podcast. also have another podcast that's been around for, I think, like four years longer than Connectivity. That's Radio Free Nintendo. They had a panel yesterday. 
And um, yeah, if you like the site, check it out. And if you want to get your free issue, second issue digitally of Nintendo Force, we'll be outside. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much. All right, and that will do it for episode 79 of Connectivity. As always, you can send us listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. If you get a chance to rate and review us on iTunes, that'd be great. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Go to nintendoworldreport.com. Look for the Twitter sidebar on the right side of the page and find all of our handles there. And all right, we'll see you guys with a normal show again next week. Bye.